Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast where we highlight some of the best and brightest in the real estate industry, along with a weekly segment called Industry Headlines. We are a proud member of the Industry Syndicate, family of real estate podcasts, and we are so glad that you are listening and tuning in today, and we hope you enjoy our show. Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. I'm your host, Kevin Kaufman, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for being a listener. Uh, Today's guest is a great friend of mine uh, by the name of Chelsea Wright out of Portland, Oregon, and I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation. Chelsea and I had such a real conversation talking about things like cutting ties with your minimum and fighting for your maximum. We talked about social media and how it's really just a reflection of what we seek and the power of looking outside of real estate for business insights. Super great conversation. I think you're going to enjoy it. Before we get to that episode, I just want to say thank you for being a listener. As you know, we just crossed the three-year mark of hosting this podcast and we had a little contest, uh, a drawing, if you will, for people that had taken the time to write reviews and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, things like that. And those three winners were uh, Jared out of Pennsylvania, Kristen out here in Arizona where I reside, as well as Brandy in Mississippi. So I just wanted to say thank you to Jared, Kristen, and Brandy for being number one listeners, but number two, taking the time out to review us and leave us a uh, review and rating on Apple. And thank you to everyone else that did. And if you haven't already, please do so. We so appreciate it. And without further ado, I bring to you Chelsea Wright. All right, guys, we are back on the Kevin and Fred show. And today I'm I'm so excited for this one because believe it or not, um, while our guest, Miss Chelsea Wright, is a dear friend of mine, She's also been one of the harder guests to book. And so I am so excited to finally be able to record this podcast. And uh, for for those of you, which is literally everybody except for Chelsea that don't know, that was kind of a little inside joke um, because literally I had to convince her and ask a few times to, to do this podcast. And so I'm super excited for this. And uh, I'm just going to say, welcome, Chelsea. How are you? No, thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. Um, and I'm grateful that you didn't give up. <laughs> never, never, never. Um, yeah. you're way too awesome of a person for me to give up on. So no, thank you. that, uh, I'm excited for this. So, so Chelsea, let's do this, uh, for the listeners that do not know you yet. Give us a little, where, where are you at? Um, like geographically located for your business and, Let's, you know, give us like a little, just a brief overview and not, not too many details. You and I will kind of go off on a few different rabbit trails as we, as we go further into the conversation though. Cool. So I am in Portland, Oregon, um, and I absolutely love it here. I am never leaving. Um, so if you have any commentary about Portland, uh, keep it positive y'all. Um, as far as business goes, I've been in the real estate industry for six plus years. Um, if there is a job in this industry, I've probably done it. Um, so I have a very diverse background and that has led to the three businesses that I've built. Um, we have prosper real estate group. We serve from Seattle, Washington to Salem, Oregon. And then we have Renegade TC, which is a transaction management company. And 
Uh, also this year I launched variant coaching. And so I help small business women design their unique version of success and use strategic business, um, decision-making and different tools to level up. So that's me. So you just have like a couple things going on. Nothing, nothing big. You know, Honestly, Kevin, like the thing that I've been telling people to keep it more simple is like, I'm an entrepreneur and real estate is the vehicle that I drive. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, you know, that's the thing about real estate is we get to choose whether or not it's a sales job or if it's becomes a business and we, and then we can either, we can still behave, we could actually create a business and still behave like a salesperson in it, or we can have the mindset and thought process of a business owner or entrepreneur who really just uses this as the vehicle. I love that because I've definitely never been able to word it like that, that succinctly, but I feel the same. Um, and so that's, that's super awesome. I, lo I love that you do that. So you mentioned you've done like basically every job in real estate, give us a little like brief history of some of the different roles that you've filled. Um, and then we'll kind of talk more about what you, the, like the three businesses you have going on today. Yeah. So my entry to real estate was really unique in that it was right when all of the bigger teams were figuring out ISAs um, and creating call centers. So I was hired on as a telemarketer. Um, I did that for about three months and then I was a buyer specialist. And in my first year, I did 28 homes sold. Um, and that call center time was really foundational because it taught me how to listen. It taught me how to, um, really, instead of like listening to react or respond, like have, um, time to connect with people and see red flags and like plan before, uh, you know, you know, so that oh, was yeah. really cool. Um, also I was a transaction coordinator for a minute. And then I became the director of operations. And there was really when I realized how much problem solving goes into the real estate industry and how much um, building a business is universal. And there's like universal truths to every business that you're scaling, whether that be how to market or how to brand or how to train or how to lead. Um, and so that was a big part of my career journey was scaling a company from 37 agents to over 250 in less than two years. And so that was really cool. And then uh, I decided to become a solo agent and build a sphere-based business, a referral-based business. And uh, this last year, I decided that you can't go far alone. So I built a team and but yeah, and launched Renegade and launched Variant Coaching, and here we are. Gosh, so you really have. I mean, you run you run the gamut of different roles inside of a, a real estate organization. That is for sure. Um, what? So, real quick, you talked about. So, you guys are on the real estate. I'm gonna call it the residential real estate side. So, you're servicing all the way from Seattle to Salem. You said so. That's like Seattle, Portland, Salem. What? I mean. How have you done that so fast? What, what, like what, how does that even come to pass for you? So I think that the biggest thing was that my experience scaling the last large team that I was on showed me that there really isn't anything that you can't do if you're willing to learn. Everything can be learned. Most things are Googleable. 
And so it's just true. It's so, so true. true. And so for me, um, the intention wasn't so much to have a huge team that spans the Pacific Northwest. It was more about being really selective about who I partnered in business with. And so those partnerships came very naturally and that's why we are where we are. That's awesome. Um, and when you think about that side of your business on the real estate sales side, what are, I mean, what are your vision? What's your vision for that? Like, where do you see that going? What, and I don't necessarily just mean numbers, although if you want to share numbers of like goals or whatever, please do. But I mean, kind of like what's your bigger overall vision for that, for that business? So my vision for Prosper Real Estate Group is to create a company that has a vision so big that other people's visions fit inside of it. Um, real estate fully changed my life. I grew up super poor, um, not in a fun, cute way. And real estate taught me what it meant to be a business owner. It taught me um, how to be financially independent. It taught me so many different valuable uh lessons in self-development. And so my goal is to build a business that is so big that other people can grow within it. That's awesome. Uh, um, I love that because if you don't, there's, I remember I was, I mean, I've had this conversation in one form or another, probably a thousand different ways, but just a couple of days ago, I was talking to an agent who is making a, they're making a significant change in their, in their business right now. And one thing that she said to me is, you know, I just, I realized where in this particular environment that I have, I'm, I'm capped by somebody else's lack of vision and, yeah. and their lack of vision should not determine how far I can go. And we've heard that, but it was like, you know, that was raw. Cause it was just in a conversation with someone like really just trying to talk to them and help them through something. And you realize like that does really happen. And sometimes we don't realize it. We could actually be really what looks like success. We could have something that maybe is even, is even more successful than what we ever imagined we can do. And there are still cases where that is not enough for someone. He, like if you do a good job at that, you will attract people. And eventually one or more of those people will think, well, that's cool. But like, hopefully this isn't the end point because I need to do more. And if we're, yeah. we've got to be that vehicle, right? We've got to be able to show that they can get to wherever they're going with our assistance. Well, and I love that you bring up that, like, sometimes the version of success that we have planned isn't the authentic success that we are purposed for. Yeah. Like, yes, to all of that, because I, when I was working in the more corporate side and working for someone else, I thought I had hit success. I had the big title. I had the um, authority. I had all of these things that I was building and scaling and doing and were, you know, gaining notoriety. Um, but I was miserable, fully miserable. And what I realized is that I had created a settled identity. I had created this version of myself that was just enough. And so when I went and started working for myself, I had to like really identify where I started fighting for my minimums and like not fighting for my maximums. 
And so within the last year, I've been creating a new identity and it's not easy and it sounds very cool, but let me tell you, it is uncomfortable to like look yourself in the mirror and to face your hard truths and to end relationships, begin new relationships and to just like live authentically. And it's why so few people do it, you know, it's hard. Yeah. Like, like, uh, and, and I mean, shit, everything in life is hard, right? You, we all get to choose our hard, yeah. right? You can you choose, choose. Yeah. You can choose learning great money habits or you can, and that's hard, or you can choose to see how hard it is when you have none or, you know, same thing on, on health habits and mental health habits and relationship habits, all that. Like it's hard no matter what in business and, and in life. And we, but we get to choose our, we get to choose which hard we go through, but that is, you know, that's funny. Um, so few, so few people really will take the time to examine it and then gosh, take a step backwards. Um, because w- the, the direction that they're going just isn't the, just not really going to get them where they're, where they're, where they really want to go. Like they're, I think you just called it like their authentic vision, right. Or where they really, right. where they really could see themselves going. It's hard because we've worked our way up a mountain so far. Um, and, you know, maybe we're halfway up the mountain or three quarters of the way up the mountain. And we realize in order, like, oh shit, we're on the wrong mountain. And in order to go up the other mountain that I truly, really want to be on, that means I got to go all the way down to the bottom. Right. And that's hard for most, most of us to swallow for most of us to, to like really think through. So that's one of the things I love about you, Charles, like as just as your friend who gets to, who gets to talk to you off camera and uh, when we're not recording it for, for the masses, but is that you've been willing to do that. Um, that's something I value in people that they're willing to go, yeah, I did this, but maybe it wasn't the right move or I'm really having to reevaluate this or that. And, um, which means you've got, you know, I've got to now work better, different, harder on another part that I didn't know, maybe know was as important before. Yeah. And I think that you bring up a really good point is that like, in order to integrate those changes, there is a level of forgiveness that comes with the awareness. Like you have to kind of give yourself grace for climbing that far up the mountain, the wrong yeah. mountain, if you will. Cause yeah. in, in life, I mean, it sounds very uh, cliche, but like, I truly believe that there are no failures. They're just lessons, but sometimes lessons hurt. <laughs> you yeah, know? Sometimes and it so, sucks. Yeah, sometimes sometimes it sucks. Like, it's a little painful. And so I think that finding grace and forgiving yourself is so important. And to add on to like, just this theme, the thing that I'm learning through cr- creating a new identity and severing, you know, with my minimums is that what is of the highest good for me is of the highest good for everyone around me. Yeah. And that I think was a really tough thing to learn. And how I saw it played out was just like creating boundaries with people I love. And oftentimes when you think about boundaries, you think of them as like this wall or this stop or this like, I don't like that behavior. So this is how we're going to deal with it. And the truth about boundaries is that boundaries aren't for other people. They're 100% for you. And if implemented correctly, they are a bridge, not a wall. And so just doing that too has been so eye opening because you see, I see, I'm seeing the people I love thrive and be more alive and be more independent and be more true to themselves just by modeling my own authenticity. 
Yeah. I, th- I think um, the number one thing that we can do for those closest to us is like, is for sure be ourselves. Um, yeah. Be like who we really are, not the role that we think we have to play in our family or in, or in whatever dynamic we're talking about or friend circle or, or whatever, but to just really be who, who we are. Um, what I've noticed over, cause I've, you know, I've definitely been the guy to most of the time kind of march to the beat of my own drum as well and sort of do what I want and not really care about like what the, whatever the norms are. And um, while I've taken my fair share of like, you know, criticisms for that, for I've also had more so much um, and I've gotten so much out of people just saying like, Hey, you doing that, like showed me that I could do this and it helped me to, to, to dig in maybe more on this other thing. And so I, I just, I, I'm a big believer. And that's one of the number one things we can do for people we care about is to just truthfully be ourselves. Um, yeah. And I say that, I don't mean that like, for, so, so we're selfish and we hurt other people. I just mean, so we're like genuine, authentically ourselves and not who we think we need to be to fit that other person or, or group of people. Yeah. Amen. So let me ask you this, because you also talked about coaching and you, I just, again, I know part of the story. So I'm probably not asking as good of questions as I should be since I know you as well as I do. But so part of your process is you've gone through a lot of the, what you're talking about, talking about over the last, you know, couple of years, you started to develop like coaching and helping other people do that. What, where did, where was the desire for that? Where did that come from? Or has it always been there? And yeah. what has that process been like? Because it's one thing to go and live it yourself. It's a whole other thing to go. I can live this, but I can also bring some others along with me and maybe help them kind of guide them the right, you know, in a similar direction. Well, to be completely honest, I've always wanted to do it. Um, when I first was with Keller Williams, I immediately enrolled in Bold. Um, and it was a program that genuinely changed my life. Um, and I saw like the public speaker on stage, moving people to tears and helping people crush their goals. And just like being in this space of, um, encouragement and support. And I was like, I want to do that someday. And it was on my list for a really long time of like being a public speaker and coaching people. And that was like the thing that I wanted to do. And then I got distracted. I decided that scaling businesses was what I wanted to do more. Um, I decided that launching my own businesses was my priority. Um, And so it took me a long time to come back to this gift that I have of coaching. And when I was on that larger team, I would coach sales. So I taught them how to integrate scripts. I would coach the leadership team on weekly calls. And so I remember that being really fulfilling. And I remember just, it was like the happiest I had been was like after coaching somebody and watching them integrate and like execute and seeing like the light click and just like, it gives me the most joy. And um, for many years, I resisted it. I don't know why. (laughs) I think that like you see real estate coaches and you're like, those who can't teach, right? And I was just like, man, I just like, don't want to be that. And so I didn't do it for a really long time. And then, um, I'm a big believer in science and the universe. And so y'all are just going to really get to know me today. Uh, I kept getting messages in my DMS 
from people being like, you should be a life coach. You should be a business coach. Can I sign up for a one-on-one? Would you mentor me? And I was like, that's right. That's where my joy is. My joy is in helping other people be their better selves. And so I launched it uh, in July around my birthday. And I have not looked back. Like my crew that I'm coaching right now has achieved so much in three short months. Like one girl uh, went from doing like a $65 product-based business to $2,500 gigs, got a book deal, got cast on a food network. Another girl just found a multi-million dollar investor for her nonprofit, quitting her toxic day job. Um, another one of my real estate clients doubled their income. Like we're just like, we're making moves and the work works. And so it's just, I love it. I love it. I love it. That's it's awesome. what fires me up. So I think I heard you say like, this is not just for real estate. So you're coaching people obviously inside real estate, but also people that are doing other businesses, entrepreneurial pursuits outside of real estate. Yeah. I I think that there are universal truths to business and there's universal truths to self-development and uh, it doesn't need to be just about real estate. And I think that for me personally, like I'm an entrepreneur at my core. And so to only serve the real estate community feels shallow. Um, And there's so much to be gained from stepping outside of your industry and seeing how other people are running their businesses that like, that's always been important to me. So like my office is in a uh, building with just other entrepreneurs. Like we're not in a brokerage. Like we like hang out with other entrepreneurs all day, every day. And so like, that's really cool. And that's what I'm into. I love that. I think it's important. Um, I, I definitely think that's an important part of our business to, to look outside of just it's because it's so easy, especially in real estate, I think for us to just kind of get a, get around other realtors and other real estate agents who think and act uh, way too similarly to, to the way we are. And it, that it kind of, whether we realize it or not, intentional or not, that kind of closes the walls in and it limits what we can see and do. It creates a vacuum. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. Definitely creates a vacuum. So, so, okay. So tell me more about the coaching. So it's um, what, like, tell me who, who is this for? So I know, I know. And I say that not meaning just like real estate or non-real estate, but like if someone showed up to your website or heard you, heard you speaking, listened to this podcast, et cetera, like who is, who is likely to be the, the go person to go, yeah, that's probably where, where I need to, to, to be talking to about my next level. Yeah. So, um, something that's like really interesting about working with me is that I only open up so many spots every quarter. Um, and so the next launch that we're doing is on October 15th and I have exactly, uh, 13 spots now, um, for this program. And essentially you have to be a woman, sorry about it, but like there are plenty of men things like there's a ton of guy groups. It's okay. You're allowed. Yeah, you're fine. Um, so uh, it's women led. Um, and the biggest thing is that you need to have an established business. So we're not working with people who are just launching. Like that's not our MO. Um, you need to be able to commit to four hours of coaching work per week. 
because we have like pre-work, we have the call, and then we have like an execution hour. Um, so it's a pretty significant time commitment to work with us. Um, and then the last thing is that you need to have done some self-development before. So this is not your like intro to self-development. This is like, we're talking about meat and potatoes. We're talking about like higher level concepts. And so if yeah. you are just learning about gratitude, like this is not you, this is not it. If you're just starting a business, also not you love you. We'll maybe do something for you in the future. Right. I'm not going to say no to that, but this is for experienced business owners who are ready to like integrate some more strategic decisions in their business and learn higher level concepts to scale. Gosh, I love that. Um, what's, where's the best place for people if they want to learn about that, where should they go? I I'm a true millennial. So Instagram, um, if you go to at Chell, Wright, So C H E L W R I G H T, uh, you can find all my businesses and you can find testimonials and you can find all sorts of info. That's awesome. All right. We'll put that in the show notes too, uh, for anybody who's like driving and doesn't have a place to write that down right now. Um, all right, Chelsea. So as we start to wrap up, um, is, is Instagram the best platform for people to catch up with you at, whether they're interested in coaching or not? Like, is that the, is that the spot? That's where I live. So, and I know that that can be like alienating to some, but I mean, it's just where it's where my energy is. So. It's welcoming to others though. So it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Right. We can all listen. It's all a choice. We all get to choose. Uh, and for, for anybody that that's alienating to, like, I don't think it's alienating. It's just like, it's actually just pre-qualifying. So. Yeah. Well, and I have one last thing to pop off on. Yeah. Um, so I heard the other day, this reminds me, I heard the other day, somebody called social media, social mediocrity. And I was like, maybe for you. Yeah. Here's the thing in life. This is a truth. What you focus on is what your reality is. And quite literally social media is an algorithm that serves you up the content you desire most. So if you're engaging with social media or you have this like mindset of like, it's just not for me, then that's what you're going to get. You're going to get negativity. You're going to get shallow posts in your feed. You're going to get, you know, humble bragging. You're going to get all these things because they are a reflection of you. So get on Instagram and like choose wisely. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Um, and you know, you know, it's funny because I, I, so I, I definitely have like, um, it's what I'm looking for. Love, hate relationship with social media. I actually do really love it, especially at its core, pure, what it's, what it's designed for. It's like, I never had to learn social media. It was always very, very normal and natural to me because of my personality and, and who I am. But there's also times where I'm like, oh my goodness, I could really go with that. Like I took Facebook off my phone a year ago. Actually, it's like a year ago this week, probably exactly a year ago today-ish uh, as of this recording. And that's been great. But I also, um, I also know the power in social media. And I think really the key is becoming a user of it and not used by it because there, there is one thing to remember, like to your point and gosh, I, I was, I'm actually looking on social media right this second, which I almost never do while I'm recording something, but it's because I shared a very, very similar thought, which is effectively social media and, a, and pretty much the entire internet 
is nothing more than a confirmation bias engine. And uh, one of my mentors, Adam Robinson, taught me that. Like that, that's literally what he taught me is it's it's a confirmation bias engine. Now, the, the tricky part is, so if you don't like what you're seeing, just understand that it's because of where you're looking. Right. There is There are so many good things online too. And at the same time, it we also got to remember like these are also being run by the most powerful people in the world from the standpoint of all they're trying to do is keep your attention on longer and longer. And the way they do that is to actually show you what you're looking for. So yeah. if we don't like what we're seeing, then we got to know that we have full ownership over that. And um, it's possible to, to use it without being used by it. And that's what I love is like for you, you're using it as a way to connect. And I know that cause you and I connect there a lot so much yeah. right on, on Instagram and whatnot. So totally. I'm glad you took us off on that. that Sorry. Right. I had to, I was no, like, I love before it. we not talk about social media, let's talk about it. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, so good. All right. So what, whether it's about the coaching or, any of your businesses really, what did I, what, what didn't I ask you, Chelsea, what should we be talking about? Or what are you excited about? Right. Give me, give me one thing that I should have asked you about, or it's just, maybe I didn't even know, but you're something you're excited about right now. Something I'm excited about right now. Um, I think that the biggest thing that I'm excited about right now is I'm reading the untethered soul and it is such a good book. If you have not read The Untethered Soul, I really would recommend that you do. I almost think it's a prerequisite to self-development. Um, and so I've been like really interested in the inner dialogue and inner energy and just being really mindful of that um, and how it kind of along the lines of social media, how it can be mirrored back to us. Um, in our friends or in our family or in the decisions that we're making. Um, and so that's something that I'm really excited about is like helping people connect with their inner dialogue, notice it, change it, grow with it. Um, yeah. I love that. I think if you are listening and you like got even a little bit out of what Chelsea's saying, you, you know who you are and, uh, and if you're like, I don't have inner dialogue, that's your inner dialogue. Like that's it. That's, that was it right there. So Turns out the only way, the, here's the way, here's the, here's the next test. If you are alive, you have it. And if you don't, you're not, or if you're not, you don't. So exactly. that's, that's always a good way to, to measure whether or not you actually have inner dialogue. So, um, Chelsea, thank you for taking the time out today. Yo, you're the best. This you was are. so much fun. We got to, I'm sorry that I waited so long. Like, uh, it's okay. Good. It's, it worked out. Like it, it yeah. worked out great. And, um, you guys for listening, go follow my friend, Chelsea, join her coaching or don't doesn't matter. She, you're going to get a ton of value out of her, but I know some of you are really resonating with what she said today. And you're going to want to reach out in regards to that, but I can just tell you, she's a, an amazing person to know and be friends with. And, uh, certainly I'm thankful for, for our friendship, Chelsea. Love you so much. Love you too. All right, guys. We will see you next week on the Kevin and Fred show. Chelsea Wright, thanks again for being a guest today. See ya. See ya. Today's episode is brought to you by Kevin and Fred's community at EXP Realty. Learn why over 1,000 real estate agents joined EXP Realty last week. Join us for an informational webinar this Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Register at intro to exprealty.com.